Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Mr. Pop. The views and opinions of this show do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of this network and its affiliates. Hello, hello. There we go. Had some technical difficulties there. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Inside the League with your GM, Nelson Lozano, your favorite GM, the GM you know and trust, whatever you want to call me. Hey, thank you again for joining me this evening. I know it's a little bit later than we normally start. Um, Had a couple things going on and uh, had to allow um, Bernard and uh, Josh Gill an opportunity to uh, finish what they had to do because they are working. Uh, So trying to be respectful of their schedule and whatnot. But uh, again, hey, thank you, right? Uh, Kind of share, you know, kind of how I always do, how this week has gone, you know, with um, everything. I'm getting closer to the holidays, so everything is super, super busy than normal. Uh, I think I normally anticipate this every single year but because of covid because of how everything has been going this holiday season is an anomaly and uh don't know exactly what to expect out of this holiday season right uh so far it's been busy i think this a lot of people understand that it's going to be done so differently this this season when it comes down to like how we celebrate next week is thanksgiving and of course i will not have a show uh, unfortunately, as you guys know, I work uh, for retail, and retail, that's our retail weekend, Black Friday. Um, so I won't be able to have a show due to that reason. Um, but overall, uh, life's been good. Uh, everything at this moment is really good leading up into uh these holidays and again these holidays are going to be a little bit difficult for me uh first time i'll be having uh thursday off right so anybody who you were expected to go to best buy on uh thanksgiving day uh no stay home because we are closed but it um it's going to be the first time that me and my family have to adjust on uh not having my grandmother here right um so on my mother's side, we're just going to have to figure out exactly what's going on. And again, it will be uh, an adjustment period for all of us. I think uh, I think at the end of the day, we're all learning how to cope and then to also learn how to cope with, um, you know, the actual holidays without her. It's, it's going to be difficult, but at the end of the day, we will survive. Um, we will look forward and we will... Uh, try to get I want to say kind of get things rolling to some type of normalcy when that happens but until then anyways yep that's how my week is going uh we're doing really good though 
uh, no lie, and I was able to rest and get myself some type of mental preparedness of the hectic week that I'm about to experience. So, again, thank you again for joining me. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, you know, we're going to be talking about uh, how the miners are going, right? Uh, we're allowing uh, Bernard and actually Josh Gill, who is actually going to be helping going and, and sharing what's going on there. Um, and then we're going to actually, before all that happens, though, we're going to talk about, um, <clears throat> you know, there's, again, what period we're in, uh, the excitement. Uh, we'll kind of share early. Uh, going into the shipyard until these gentlemen can join us. But we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the miners. And finally, we'll have an interview with Josh Gill after he does the whole stats. Then we will have him here to kind of talk about himself, the player, the person that he is, and so on and so forth. So, again, thank you again for joining me tonight. And just like in every fashion that we do, if we ever talk about uh, my Portland fleet, our Portland fleet, right, um, is – we have to do it with uh, all hands on deck, calling everybody over, right? Uh, and and welcome you into the shipyard, right? For this moment in time, for us to talk about, um, kind of like, uh, you know, how this off season is looking like, and what is going on right now in the SFL at this moment in time. So, right now, it is now the re-signing period for our Portland fleet, right? Um, we are now going through the process of seeing who's deciding to stay and who is going to be embarking on this journey of our second season and really, you know, sticking this out, right? Because the first season wasn't where any of us expected, but it was a learning experience for every single leader, for every single coach, for every single player. So to see the people who have decided to stay is always amazing. Uh, I tell you, uh, something I take a lot of pride in is retention, right? I, I always talk about it as a general manager. Things that I look at is to how do I retain my staff? How do I retain my talent? How do I build off of my talent? And uh, how do we create consistency? And that all stems from retention, right? Who are we able to retain? Who are we able to really, um, you know, have us grow with us. So that's always exciting when you're able to kind of see that happen. And, you know, we've had a couple players already come through the signing wire. So thank you to those players who, including myself, right, uh, for embarking in this journey and saying, hey, this is what I want to be at. That's where I want to, to stay in my organization and continue to grow my career. And I think that's, to me, something that I enjoy so much because, honestly, I think that kind of speaks volume of you as a leader, right? People don't, they always say people don't leave jobs because of the job. They leave jobs because of the leaders, right? Um, I 110% agree to that. If your leader, the person who's above you, isn't someone who inspires you, who you could trust, who has your best interests at heart, then you end up trying to find another career. So with this current signing period that we're in, seeing the, the folks that are agreeing to their contracts and seeing the folks getting added has been such a great experience to know that either A, they were drafted, or B, um, whatever the case may be, however they came to our organization, 
we were able to say, hey, you believed in us, believed in us, you stuck with us. We got we're we're, we're riding with you, Portland, and that's an amazing feeling for me. Uh, my off season has been not quiet per se because I never really keep it quiet during the off season, but it's been it has it wasn't as crazy as my first season with Portland and having to talk to over 150 rookies to find 13 of our now current or 13 of the rookies that we drafted. So it's again like, man, what a wonderful feeling. And then, um, and just being able to enjoy that and then do some other things, some creative things for the signing players. You know, I created um, their, their signing announcement and that was a lot of fun to do and design and, and come up with the concept and everything. And shout outs to, you know, Jacob for, for the inspiration of that. Um, by sending me a a picture one day and being like, hey, I, I thought this was really cool. And then I gained inspiration from that, of what you thought was cool, to imp- implement that into the promo itself. So I think, again, it speaks so much about what uh, is going on. You know, and it's awesome to see, too. Like, there's a couple teams that I really do look at, right? And... um and honestly, what I look at most is like, wow, who's going to stay with that organization? And that always speaks so so loudly to me because that means that you believe in whatever that leader, that organization is saying. Now, if teams do lose players, I don't think that's I'm, – I'm not over here saying like, hey, you lose somebody, you are a bad leader. It's not the case, right? Like, we lost a couple people and we understand why we lost them, right? Um, but – at the end of the day, they're always going to be part of us because they were part of the first season with us. And we understand mutually why they ended up leaving. It wasn't anything that they didn't believe with the organization. It's just you have your interests in mind. And as anybody who pays for something, some not sometimes not everybody's interests aligns. But at the end of the day, it's all love because you decided to rock with us our first season. So you can never have bad blood with anybody who was there with you when you needed them the most. So uh, I think, again, this is a huge time. And it is, like I said, cool to see everybody who is getting who is signing at the moment. Um, I think at the end of the day, it, it's going to be, uh, how do I put this? It's going to be interesting to see when everything else signs uh, with all the players and then who else gets signed during that period. And then the actual speaking to other people from other organizations who are free agents, right? Or we're part of organizations and, and we're free agents. Uh, this will kind of be that time period where you see in the NFL where all these crazy names get thrown out and whatnot. And then you'll get into the draft. And then depending on if those needs were met between these two outlets, right? Whether you resigned your whole team or you didn't sign your whole team and now you're looking through free agency first that's when the draft gets determined and then you kind of have an idea of how the draft's going to be structured not what's going to happen in the draft because you can honestly never guess that and I'm really excited personally to see what happens with the draft this year because what last year was if you never got a chance to look it up on YouTube um if it was so amazing it was awesome to see everybody on camera it was awesome to kind of get an like see into the war room right 
Um, and I felt like that experience really made it wonderful. And I was like, man, this is so great. So how that will be topped, if it's matched, by all means, it's going to be as amazing. But if it's surpassed, which the SFL has always been growing every single season since I've been in it. And I feel like in the little bit of time I was in the SFL that so much has changed the quality the you know just everything it's it's been amazing so you know we'll see how that draft shapes up and how that looks and like i said right now is current signing of players who were already on your roster so i'm doing that now you know um seeing everybody who we are keeping and whatnot and at the end of the day once everything is announced you know you'll get more information on how that goes you know but at for the moment for those folks that have came through for those signings awesome to have you back season 16 is definitely one that we're planning to grow from and be able to build from to to get to that to that goal that we told you guys what we believe in our core beliefs what you know we are holding ourselves accountable to boom that's what's going on so it's really interesting to see who stayed with their teams um for the folks who are waiting to hear their contracts, right, uh, be announced by the league, give the league some time, right? These folks who decide to put this information together, get everything done, check it, recheck it, double check it to ensure the, the integrity of what's going on, it takes time. This is not like they their whole life is based off of what you based off of this. So you got to give them time. And I think, again, uh, to anybody who's listening who's, like, waiting and, like, can't really hold off, hey, trust me, it's okay. It will uh, it will get, you know, I want to say, you know, you got to give them time. So, with that being said, right, that's kind of the current situation now. Um, I don't have all the names at the moment, but I wouldn't want to just shout out people who are, I think, once everybody who we submitted contracts for is submitted and announced by the league, then I'll go ahead and thank every single one of those Portland Fleet players uh, for it. So again, exciting times, exciting moments, excited everything just to see how everything kind of pans out. And, uh, you know, then that will kind of show how the free agency looks already. There's been a couple players, one in particular today that was announced that, really seem to have made some headways for some folks um a lot of reactions of eyes you know looking and stuff like that so i think that's going to be very interesting to see i think you know just like in the nfl there's always big sfl players who decide to test free agency and um you start seeing exactly where they go so when that happens i'll be happy to share it i'll be happy to share you know who all got signed and then, um, you know, if anything big happens, right, big, big signings in free agency, then, of course, I'll be happy to talk about it and really try to understand it in a perspective of, you know, what this player may bring to that organization. So awesome to see. And then that also allow um, the two expansion teams with the new re- relocated franchise to also um, partake and whatnot and see how they're whole roster ends up panning out so it's exciting times that we have and i think again um really really does make 
type of difference. So, but anyways, we actually have Bernard here. So in true fashion, um, as you guys know, what we always do um, is that we have to go ahead and honor our guest. We're blowing the horns, right, for Bernard Smith. Hey, Bernard, what's going on? How you doing? How you doing? Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through. Perfect. How you guys doing tonight? Yeah. I, you know what? I'm doing really good. How are you doing? I'm good. All right. Sorry about that wait. You know me. Still at work. Um, But just got out. Hope everybody's Sorry. doing well. But I'm going get, to get you guys this week's recap, right? Just as I did before last week, I'm going to start with the who you got, and then I'll give you a quick rundown of, you know, each quarter of the game. All right, so the first game that we had this week was Ottawa and Salt Lake City. Um, the who you got was 101 for Ottawa and 31 for Salt Lake. So first first quarter started off the game two dry drives, um, nothing really happening. They both punted to each other. Then we had a big run from Kevin Say, which makes it 7-0 Ottawa, and then Salt Lake comes right back with an answer from Kingston Ellington with a nice deep pass 7-7. Starting the second quarter, we had a big two big tackles for a loss from Salt Lake City. I think um, Womack. Womack actually came back with a sack as well. And then Tommy Utah threw a no-look screen on fourth down. And then they scored with a Bissell. 7-14 now. Kevin Say comes right back the next drive. He said he wasn't having it with a 60-yard-plus run. And they tied the game 14-14. Third quarter... We had Kingston Ellington starting that um, drive, uh, starting that quarter off with another big pass. They take the lead, 14-21. And then, once again, Kevin Say said he's not having it, 21-21. He ties the game up with another big run. Salt Lake City ends that quarter with a field goal, puts them up by three. So 21-24 is where we are. I mean, I'm sorry, 24-24 is where we end that quarter. Fourth quarter, we started off kind of slow. Salt Lake City hit a field goal. Put them up by three. Then we had a big sack um, from Julius Donald. And then Ottawa kicks another field goal. Ties the game, 27-27. And then we have the big play from Christopher Meagle, the interception. And then Bissell runs it in to end that game. Puts them up, 27-34. So it was a great game there. Um, player of the game was Kingston Ellington with five receptions, 163 yards, two touchdowns, and 32.6 yards per catch. So that was game number one. Then we move on to the Madison and the Annapolis game. So who you got? 87 to 50. This game was crazy. Um, the first quarter was about a 95-yard drive. Bailey O'Shaughnessy scored the touchdown to start that drive. Uh, to end that drive, I should say, 0-7. to seven. And then the following time they got the ball, we got another big run, 49 yards from him. So 0-14, to 14, they started off quick. Second quarter, Bailey, another big run. He crosses the 100-yard mark. And then L.A. to Josh Gill for plus 30 yards for that touchdown. That makes the game 0-21. to 21. Madison's field goal. Madison got their first field goal right after that, so it's 3-21, to and they're trying to um, scrape their way back into the game. Bailey O'Shaughnessy had another big run, 
and then another pass from L.A. to Josh Gill for another touchdown. At that time, Josh was 6-for-6. Six six. The score is 3-28 to 28 at the time. Um, Madison was making their defensive run, and then they had a face mask, which pulled them back, and then L.A., another pass to Josh Gill to end that quarter, makes the score 3-35. to 35. Third quarter, Darius Shaughnessy crosses 200 yards. He had another 40-yard run, and that puts him up with another touchdown, 3-42. to 42. L.A. Rue passes another one to Guy Clausen. Um, and then that puts him up again, 3-49. to 49. Price to K. Marion. They had a big play, takes them down the field, and then um, K. Marion set up that field goal for them. So that makes it 6-49. to 49. Crazy, crazy spread right here. Fourth, uh, fourth quarter. Bailey O'Shaughnessy, another one. He starts, um, he's getting closer and closer to 300 yards. They ended up kicking a field goal. They didn't get a touchdown on that drive, 6-52. to 52. And then Charlie Bleski, he has a 60-yard run to let him know, like, hey, we're still here, 13-52 to 52, um, is what they ended that game. Player of the game, Bailey O'Shaughnessy with 27 rushes, 289 yards, and three touchdowns and seven receptions. So great game there. I know they set, they broke a few records with that performance. Then we have the Albuquerque and San Jose. Albuquerque was projected 85 and then San Jose 53. This game was crazy as well because I think they broke a record. Not one that you really want to break, but they broke a record, I believe, for the most interceptions. Um, first quarter, back-to-back interceptions to start that game off. And then... Um, one of the one of the interceptions was from uh, Jorge Torres on Albuquerque, and then PJ Slaughter throws a big pass to Kyle Finnemore. We end that first quarter zero to zero. Second quarter, first play of the second quarter, PJ passes to Kyle Finnemore, plus twenty yards for a touchdown, puts him up seven to zero. Field goal from San Jose, um, it's about thirty-seven yards. It puts him at seven to three. Colin P. throws interception to Ryan Ray. P.J. Slaughter to Kyle Finnemore right after that. Second touchdown for Kyle Finnemore that puts him at 14-3. Colin Pierce to Adam Leak. His He threw another interception. I believe that was his fourth at the time. Then right after that, the next drive, P.J. throws an interception to number 29, Alan Lupe. Third quarter, start the quarter off. P.J. throws another interception. That's his third one for the game. Gary Clem, his first interception for the season. Start the next drive for the um, Albuquerque. He threw another interception to Monte Wyatt. And then Colin Pierce making another drive. He threw his fifth interception to Marco Swift. So it was just a defensive battle with them battling it out. Then we had fourth quarter. Albuquerque kicks a field goal, 41 yards. It puts him at 17-3. to Colin Pierce still trying to fight back out. He throws his sixth interception. Marco Swift is the second one for the day. Albuquerque kicks another field goal. It puts him at 20-3 to to end that game. Player of the game, Kyle Finnemore with five receptions, 108 yards, two touchdowns, 21.6 yards per catch. And then we got the last game on the list was the Tacoma and Birmingham game. 
That one right there, um, the who you got, 33 for Tacoma and 101 for Birmingham. First quarter, Birmingham forces an offside jump on fourth down, and then Christian Brown to Tucker Warner for 22 yards for the first touchdown. It's 0-7 to in that first quarter. Second quarter, JQ has a big pass to Ziggy Kronick. Three to seven on the end of that with a field goal. Stu Murphy had a sack in Birmingham. Then they kicked a 46-yard field goal from Tacoma. Then we had a blocked blocked punt. This was the craziest play that I've ever seen. So the snap went over the punter. They called it a blocked punt. Punter picks up the ball, kicks it, and then they run it in for a touchdown. It was probably one of the craziest things that I've seen. But that puts him at 3 to seven, uh, three to 14 at that point in time. Then we have the third quarter, Birmingham. Uh, Tom Tanner has a sack. That's the second sack for the day in Tacoma Punt. Christian Brown throws an interception to R.D. Smith. It was a pick six, which makes the game 10 to 17. Fourth quarter. Christian Brown throws his second interception to Artie Smith. Birmingham kicks another field goal. We end that game 10 to 20. Player of the game for that one, Tucker Warner, with 10 receptions, 116 yards, and one touchdown with 11.6 yards per catch. A great week this week. I cannot wait to see what happens on Sunday. Bernard, so... Those are some pretty huge games, right? Uh, do you do you have the information by any chance of the games um, for next week? If not, I do. Um, we can talk about them a little bit. Um, I did not bring – I don't have those notes on me. So, to be honest, I don't have them on me right now. It's all good. It's all good, right? <laughs> um, so, we got uh, the first game, it looks like, on um, – on, uh, actually, did, did we – not? Nah, you know what? These games were supposed to be today. <laughs> yeah. So I'm pretty sure these move, would have got. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I probably won't talk about these games because they probably, did they already play? The, yeah, I think they already did everything, right? We're, um, we, day, uh, week seven is uh, scheduled for Sunday this week. Ah, for Sunday this week. All right. So we yep. got Birmingham versus uh, the Navigators. We have San Jose versus the Madison Lynx. We have the Salt Lake Rustlers versus the uh, Min- uh, the Memphis River Runners. Uh, how did I mess up on y'all names? Uh, tongue twisters. <laughs> and then uh, Albuquerque Adams and then the Tacoma Grizzlies. So with those games, who one, who do you feel like will have the best maybe advantage in, in the game, right? Or who do you per- project maybe potentially winning um, and, 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 you know, t- maybe stealing a, a win this week? Honestly, again, I never I never make predictions because, like, with, with this league, man, as soon as the game starts, you don't know what's going to happen. I am very, very pumped up to see this Annapolis and Birmingham game. I want to see what's going to happen with those two because they have, like, some offensive powerhouses over there, and I want to see how they battle it out. Okay. So, I think uh... – these, some of these games will be huge. I think the Annapolis, right? I think the Annapolis game and the Birmingham game is what intrigues me. Because Birmingham has what? Lost, I think, only one game this season so far, right? 
Yep. And Annapolis comes off a huge win. Right? That Madison game wasn't, you know, I don't think what Madison expected to, to, to have happened. And Annapolis just showed what they are capable of, right? When they really get all the pieces in place, they, they can be like that, right? Dangerous, so yeah. I think that game really speaks to me. I don't know. Has San Jose won a game yet so far? Unfortunately not. Um, they all season, man, I, I give credit to them because they battle. They play. Honestly, the game that they had, if it wasn't for that, 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 uh, that punt that went over the head, that's tie game fourth quarter. Yeah. So they so, they're battling it out. It was unfortunate with that one play, but um, I, I more credit to them. Their defense definitely puts puts uh, gives people a problem. Yeah. So I think San Jose doesn't get any credit, right? And it, it's like I know Art, who's on there, right? Because he's our DC. But Art's there, and you know I know there's some great people in that organization. I'm just again. Don't want those guys to feel like, man, like we're one of the worst and we don't ever get talked about. No, it's just like, you know, there's always those teams in the NFL who just like something just happens and they just, you know, didn't take advantage of something or whatever the case may be, or just the team got the better edge on them. Right. I feel like that's San Jose, but, you know, really rooting for them to win a game. And I know Madison is definitely trying to have some revenge over how they look last, you know, last game against Definitely. Annapolis, so it's going to be a good game of the of the chip on the shoulders, and then you know, I, I, I've called a couple of the uh, Salt Lake Rust- Salt Lake City Rustlers game, right? And this, of course, is a game that was on on a date that we couldn't do because, you know, you I work, so and yeah. you know this, right? I just left <laughs> a few hours ago. So... <laughs> We're still in the parking lot. <laughs> I think that's that's something that's a little bit like, all right, intrig- Like they're all the games are intriguing, and then the Adams, right? Like the Adams have been actually actually been doing pretty well, from what I've seen yep. for the most part, right? And the up and coming new team, you know, the uh, the Tacoma Grizzlies, like yourselves, new teams added to the minors, um, again, have an opportunity to play against a really good team and prove themselves. So each game has its own story. Um, and it's crazy. I didn't even see what, when did they announce that the, they moved it over to Sunday. Um, this was I want to say two weeks ago when they made um, commission made the the change for the last three weeks of the SFLM uh, uh, game schedule. Ah, okay. Because that's where I was because we were, at the we were running there. into we were running into issues because uh, you know um, scheduling conflicts. You know, being able to get announcers for all the games and things of that nature. So we were running into a couple of issues getting that all tied together. Um, so then they rescheduled so that way we can get everything tied up. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because that's what kind of tripped me up for a second. I saw 11.20 and I'm like, wait, today's 11.20. <laughs> that's right now. <laughs> and then I was like, hold on, is these, did we just miss these games? So yeah. my apology, folks, if I wasn't trying to show you, I was nervous. But um, very interesting games going into this. This week, right? Um, and I'm pretty sure that folks are, are probably in the who you got got certain things here and there. But like I said, that's what I'm seeing every game kind of panning out to be and being that kind of story game, right? And you know, like I said, I think the biggest story for me is San Jose, 0 and 4. Um, 
really hoping for them to get them, them themselves the opportunity to get that win and break that, that you know break that goose egg. Um, but yeah, no, nah, like like I said, I think it's some key things there now. In other news, right? Um, the draft is 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 coming up, right? So my question is, I guess, do you do you think that, or do you know if rookies are, um, you know, uh, 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 watching teams at the moment, right? Are like they are they talking in Gen Chat and being like, hey, so and so made these moves or whatever the case may be, and um, like, how do you guys kind of watch and see uh, before getting to the draft? Like, are you seeing any of those type of conversations? Honestly, so what I see a lot of people doing right now is a lot a lot more Twitter activity. Everybody's kind of, um, you know, putting themselves out there. Everybody's trying to, you know, let everybody know if they're not on podcasts or they're not doing a bunch of extra extra things for the league, they're trying to put themselves out there in the gen chat and let, you know, owners know what they plan on doing and how they want to carry themselves. So a lot of people right now are just, um, you know, watching the projection boards and trying to see how they can make their moves to, to make their name relevant. Everybody's just trying to get their names out there at this point. Everybody knows the draft is around the corner, so we're all just trying to get our names out there. Yeah, and I, and I think it's it's interesting. I bring that up because, you know, yesterday on Dave's show, he talked about uh, – well, actually, Thomas Smith uh, talked about the draft and some things rookies can do to, you know, put themselves out there, right? And and I uh, agree that you, you got to – you're your own agent, right? Um, I gave advice a couple shows back about maybe not coming and saying, Hey, I can do better than so-and-so. Right. Um, just because you don't know the relationship with us and that player for you to say, you're going to do better exactly. than them. It, it's not, it's like saying you're going to cook better than my mama. Like, nah, Slim, you're talking <laughs> blasphemy. Right. Uh, but I think if, we look at it in the context of like, you know, how can you approach? Yes, you want to approach people correctly, right? You want to kind of share who you are because, again, you're selling not just the player, you're selling the person. And yep. if you can kind of mention things of, you know, what position you play, right? Because we don't all get to watch every single player or we can't even say, hey, we're really looking at every single player every single time. Sometimes there's rewatching <laughs> games or you know, sharing notes with different people about what they saw during the game or whatever, whatever, right? It's like, it's a process. So when you go and you say, hey, I'm so-and-so on this team and that, and this is what I can do for your organization, not in saying as in the standpoint of stats, talking about in the standpoint of like, what do you bring? You know, are you a yep. leader? Are you somebody who does video editing? Are you somebody who wants to get into scouting? Like, whatever it is, share it at that time and then you know just a little bit about yourself so when we in, in, engage you we're not engaging you uh any differently and we're able to have a conversation right i think yeah. that's my suggestion for folks like don't come in that standpoint hey some people may want to right be like hey i'm so and so i've thrown 21 touchdowns or whatever the, the heck it is right and or i've scored xyz touchdowns and boom 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 because a lot of times, a lot of front office staff believe the what you do in the minors doesn't so much matter. I'm not going to subscribe to that party. I'm not saying that what you do doesn't, but I feel like, again, 
they kind of everybody Dave mentioned on the on the show yesterday. Hey, everybody's a copper. Yes, yep. but if I'm a copper and you're a copper, right? And we're in the same position, and I am doing better than you, right? We're not we're the same level, same speed, and everything. But I'm doing better than you. I think that kind of speaks to something in the game, right? To say, hey. Mm-hmm. This person is going to do good. Now, I don't know. I always tell people all the time, I don't have the game. I don't have the game. I don't sim. I don't coach. I don't do any of that, right? I, I yeah. In this organization to be the face of the organization, to bring in talent, to retain my talent, to make sure I put the best quality product on the field for our fans, for our players, and everything else. And I carry myself with that professionalism, always keeping that, that in my, my head. Mm-hmm. But I think that's my advice, and you know, it's I love to hear what rookies are going through in this standpoint. I, my other advice is if you don't get picked up, right? So if you want to play for a team, cool, make the decision. The team may come and say you're an awesome person. We want you to be our blah blah blah. If that if that's something you don't want to do, then don't do it. Right? I don't think you should feel pressured if you don't if you have to go into the minors. A second season Because there's some great players Who went into the second season That again Are just coming out being that much stronger Into the draft Oh yeah Kevin the Moose right Who had a killer game uh, Put it it on his back For real for real But he he did his thing Uh, But this is his second season right That doesn't mean nothing less of, of Kevin man I have the utmost respect for him and then, you know, P.J. Slaughter, Quintero. another person. J. Q., uh, Q, also, I remember him being in the minor leagues in season one. Um, so I think, again, if it's something you really, truly want to do, then don't. But if you care to play or you care to be something that, you know else and you're okay with that you weren't sold on just staying in that sole position then of course have the conversations get to know different organizations just like anything in life you got to know what the benefits are too and say hey this is what benefit i get but that's my advice you know you are very active in gen chat so uh for the minors so i know definitely these are some key things but this is what i share to anybody like hey them correct right we're people just like you um and i definitely think i definitely think like how you i think what you said is probably the best way to explain it to all of us is like you are your own agent right so when you're in everything that you do like everybody is watching so Mm -hmm. your reactions your conversations even if you don't feel comfortable with speaking in gen chat or speaking in, you know, the SFLM general chat all the time and things of that nature. At this point, like the best thing you can do is just communicate, like just be as transparent as possible. Let everybody know what you're trying to do or what you want from the league. And then the league will, will pay it back. <laughs> that, that's how I feel. Like you will get out of this league, what you put in it. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's, it's what you make. Geez. Like if you want to, if you want to sit back and just watch your player, you know, then you can do that. But um, you know, you can't, you can't do that and then expect like I'm going day one, number one draft pick. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't have that yeah. mentality. So you gotta really, you gotta realize, think about it. Like if you're trying to be number one, you're trying to go day one, or you're trying to go to a specific team or something like that. Only way that that functions is if you communicate. Nobody's just gonna say something to you. Yeah, that's true. So. 
I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think at the end of the day, just giving some friendly advice from a general manager to let you know, like, hey, you are who you are. If you see those big boards, right, um, I think Thomas Smith gave a great, like, kind of disclaimer. It was like, yo, like, this is what I'm seeing based on what I may have heard. This is based on what I see in Gen Chat. This is based on maybe the perception that people are currently having about you, right? Like, I thought it was awesome to share exactly where we may come from or where, where he may have came from for this big board. So I, I think again, I love, I love he says, big board. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. He says it. I think even though, even though it's just what he sees, I, a, I, Hey, look, no shots at me, but I think that board is very accurate. <laughs> I think he does a really good job with it. Uh-huh. Like I with think the time that a lot he spends time. and just off of what he's, what he's looking at, the time that he spends, I think it's it's very accurate. Like there's certain, you can you can try to you can't play the the, the situation of it's only statistics because it's not all statistics on that board. It's it's uh, it's a combination of everything. And he even puts it as a disclaimer on the side of the big board. Like, look, this is just what I see. You know what I mean? But I think as far as like production, what you're doing in the league and what you have on the big board, I think he's accurate with the moves that have made from the beginning of the season to where it is now. Where everybody's at, I think it's accurate. I yeah. think he does a great I, job. I appreciate it. I think, and I, I think I'll tell you right now, all all of the work that you guys do for your podcast, your scouting, the coaches doing their, um, you know, like picking your game plans and stuff like that. Me just doing the SFLM recap, I have so much respect for all the people that are doing stats and things like that because it may <laughs> yeah. seem like I'm doing something simple, but this is not something that's done in like five minutes. You got to take some time out. Yeah, it, it does take some so time. So I know, like, the stats, you creating that big board probably takes, like, more time than most people spend on Discord. You know what I mean? So, like, I, yeah. I appreciate everything that's done. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's two sides to that coin, right? I just, I know a lot of people freak out, right? And uh, I think some people also get sucked up into it. So they'll be like, hey, I'm number... Let's just say I'm number three on the big board. All right, I'm, teams are gonna want me. But if you hadn't gone out there and talked to teams, and you don't go out there and really share who you are, so people can connect and also buy into the player, then you could be those potential people who did not get drafted, right? Yep. Um, because your rating on the field, yes, it matters, but it, it's not the end all be all. And then I think if you don't get you know, yourself out there, then two teams don't know what they're drafting, right? They don't know the type of person they're drafting. Maybe their locker room doesn't fit who you are, and it's okay, right? Sometimes that happens, but if the locker room doesn't fit and now you're coming into this team, now your experience isn't going to be the best because you weren't able to find that team that really met what you needed or or, or matched what you wanted, which kind of let fate decide, and it's, this is not Madden, okay? This is not Madden. You're not going to get picked up because your overall stats is number one in the whole SFLM. <laughs> You're going to get picked up because of the person you are with the player. And, yep. you know, again, there's going to be conversations and there's going to be questions being asked. And I promise you, or I'm hoping that some of these questions keep within the profession of the SFLM or the SFL, right? Um but understand that we're asking because we may have something in mind. And if you really care about what our vision is and how we're able to help you and, and us doing vice versa, 
then just have the conversations and talk to people. So uh, I think this is a wonderful segue to bring in our guest of the evening, Milton, before I put you on mute to bring in uh, Josh Gill, your boy. Um, you got anything else for anybody else listening this evening? Not at all, man. Just to let you guys know, look, notice I didn't say anything about Memphis on this last one, so we're coming back off this bye week. I'll see you guys on Sunday. All right, I'll be looking for you on the field, man. Hopefully you can get another turnover. Hey, working on it. All right, bro. Let me let me get Josh in here, all right? Got you. Have a good night. All right. So, shout-outs to, to Bernard over here doing the SFLM news, you know, week number two. Shout-outs to you, homie. You did a great job this time around. Definitely feeling a lot more comfortable, which I can see. Um, well, let's again... Get the horns ready. Hopefully he has his phone charged. Hopefully he's by a wall outlet um, and doesn't, phone doesn't die. But everybody welcome the wide receiver of the Annapolis Navigators, Josh Gill. Josh, how are you doing, bro? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you, Bernard. I'm sorry I had to leave you in the parking lot, man. (laughs) And you know what? I think he knew that because, you know, he knew he couldn't drive and do this at the same time. And then now he probably is like, all right, I got to hop off real quick because I got to drive home. So he did definitely look out for you nonetheless. But, um, yeah, man, look, (laughs) for the folks that don't know, we all work with each other. So I know the effort that these gentlemen had to put in to be here this evening. So I appreciate it. Um, Hopefully the store isn't too bad of a mess. (laughs) We tried. We tried. We tried. (laughs) Um, but let's get started, right? So let's let's uh tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are who's Josh Gill? Uh thirty six year old DC native, uh from Northern Virginia. You know, I work in retail management. Uh single father of two kids, Jay Jackson. Love you guys. I'm not listening, but okay. And uh huge Redskins fan. R. I. P. Sean Taylor. R. I. P. Sean Taylor. That's 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 a good uh one there, right? And uh I think you undersold yourself. You are one of the best um, sales supervisors in the company, uh, proven last last uh, quarter, right? Our last Q4 being number one, right? And same thing with Bernard um, being number one as well. So uh, you guys come from a high pedigree of leadership. So don't say yourself short. Uh, you, you, we are one of the better stores in the whole company. So uh, can't be mad at that. So. Uh, let's talk about the SFL, your SFL story. So I know the story, Bernard knows the story, but again, walk us through how you got to this point now where now you're the star wide receiver for the Annapolis Navigators. I mean, you know, I listened to you talk about it for almost a year, watched some games, you know, obviously a no brainer for a football fan to be part of it. Uh, started as a minor. Lexington obviously got disbanded, but shout out to all of, you know, OJ. All y'all that got put on good teams, but happy to be where I'm at with the Navigators. Yeah, and you know, it's crazy that that happened. I think I remember when you and Bernard got put on teams, and it was exciting to see, and then, you know, all this changed, and people got had to get moved and whatnot, and you were one of the ones that were affected. Um, but I think, again, it brought you into an organization that 
is uh, huge. Like I told you, I came from Annapolis, right? So I knew Ben Jackson. I knew you were going to have a good experience. I knew it was going to be engaging. And it, it's so weird because none of you guys, we don't get, none of the coaches get to choose their players. So it's like you guys get put on teams and then the coaches find out who's those names and then they reach out and say, hey, what do you want to do? Blah, 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 right? But yeah. it isn't like they talk to you prior or anything like that. But every single time, somehow, some way, Annapolis always finds great talent. And then when they get that great talent, because Ben is such a great coach and he's very consistent and he, he ensures that you understand what's going on and he's not anybody to shy away from also answering questions that you were going to go to a good organization nonetheless. And that's not taken away from anybody else. It's just what I've been able to experience because I was, you, you, you and I are from the same, same organization, alumni of the minors. So I thought it was really excited to see that you went over there, man. And it is the closest, honestly, home team that we're going to have being from the area. Right. Um, so it's kind of like that win-win for you, man. You got to a team that is relatively close to you. I mean, Annapolis is closer to me than it is to you guys. But um, nonetheless, it is what you would consider your home team. So that's pretty cool. So uh, what's a fun fact about you that people probably don't know, even Bernard, who's listening tonight? I mean, Bernard knows, but uh, I guess football-based uh probably the only person I can say I played Sunday flag football for 11 years straight every Sunday without missing a game even brought Bernard in when I met him at our previous job wow <laughs> all right so that is that is something huge I didn't know you guys uh, were part of flag football like that oh yeah oh yeah football all day so Getting into now your your player, what made you choose to be a wide receiver? I mean, outside of quarterback, and obviously you get that pick six that runs it back, the wide receiver position is always the most exciting. You get the lucky catch, one-handed, behind the back, whatever. You score the touchdown. Yeah, and you know, you were one of the uh, number one salespeople right and I feel like wide receiver like if you were to be any any kind of player I feel like I could see you being a wide receiver right I don't want to say you're 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 super flashy but you definitely are always in the top competitiveness of things and when you do get challenged you could tell that you really do enjoy it uh, because you know you could back it up so I think wide receiver fits you really well man I mean just your personality and how you carry yourself you know in real life I think uh, wide receiver, you made a good choice with that. So what? Um, who did you model your player after when you decided, hey, I am going to be a wide receiver? I mean, from my age, I would like to say Art Monk, Gary Clark, you know, Washington Redskins, but Randy Moss, you know, greatest ever do it. Yeah, Rand- Randy's my guy, man. Like, uh, you know, everybody's like, oh, you didn't choose a tight end number, right? Like, I chose 84. But I chose 84 because of you know, uh, Randy Moss, like, uh, growing up and watching him play, man, that dude was a beast. He was just so, he was quick, but didn't seem quick. And he was lanky and he just, you know, got up there and got the ball. And, you know, he, he's talked a lot of smack too. So he was entertaining to watch. Right. Um, that that's, that's my, my favorite wide receiver, even though I grew up with other ones. Um, he's the one that always stood out because of what he was able to, to perform. And then I actually got his, uh, 
rookie trading card at a like swap meet out in my neighborhood. And uh, I remember buying that joint. It was like, oh man, I swear I, I copped a, uh, I copped a uh, like like something valuable like that. And you know, he ended up winning the Super Bowl. So if I ended up finding it, maybe I might get like a few dollars or something. But uh, definitely, that's a great person to model your game after. Um, did you consider any other positions though? So you decided to be wide receiver, and I told you I think that fits you best. But did you think of any other positions other than being a wide receiver? At, 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 you know, at, at, at any point, uh, I thought about free safety, but you know, rep, repping your favorite player in the NFL's position necessarily won't give you the excitement that you want in the mm-hmm. NFL with the opportunity to have your name called. So obviously, you know, two picks in one game would be great. But as Renard said last week, three touchdowns in one game, having your name called that much is amazing. Yeah, and I think you've been making a name in the league, right, with, with what your player has been able to do on the field. Um, definitely see that you're you're one of the considerations for if Annapolis is going to win, right? You and O'Shaughnessy, if you guys aren't hidden, then Annapolis could find themselves in a little bit of a funk, right? Um, but when you guys are oh, running on all cylinders, like y'all did last game, right, against Madison, um, you can see how dangerous Annapolis can really be if they're dominating in all types of in the game, right? So, where do you see the future of this league going? Like, you've been in it for a little bit now, so where do you see the future headed now with this league? I mean, I, I had heard of for the fans before I had heard about the league. I hope that you know word spreads. It, it's a great organization. It's fun every week. And there are plenty of people out there who are football fans that played Madden and all the football video games back in the day that would love to have a player that you don't have to necessarily control, but you have the ability to grow. Plus, I mean, I'm trying to learn Photoshop and things like that. Shout out to Grizzly, who's giving me some pointers. I'm trying to do more for the league as much as possible. But hopefully we get, you know, the sponsorships and everything that we deserve. Yeah, and I think that's the crazy part, right? I remember talking to you guys about it, and you guys looked at me like I was crazy. Like, how do you, like, how does this work? What do you mean you have a player on the field? What is a simulation? How do you have a, how do you, you know, how are you a GM of a team? And it was a very strange concept, right? And it was strange to me, too, when I first got into it, right? But then when you're in it and you're involved, you end up being so immersed in it. that You don't really pay attention to you know, the NFL anymore. Like, I haven't been watching to see what's been going on with our Washington football team, right? Um, just because I've been more focused around, hey, what's, what's my offseason look like? All right, who's, you know, what are we what are we working with? You know, what's the budgets look like? Whatever, whatever. And then my investment ends up being in the league again. And I think stuff like you're talking about Photoshop, I've never used Photoshop in my life. Or, I lie, I used it once when I went to art school, but I mean, I didn't think anything of it. I should have remembered all the crap I learned, but I didn't. Um, but now I find myself enjoying it more and building content that I that I never thought I could do, right? Like this, these uh, recent signings, that was me who created everything, right? The Putting the logo there in the wall with the with the blue and, and, and orange and the brick wall and, you know, the player being in front with, you know, the signing and everything. You know, I was inspired by Jacob, which I said, our owner. But, yeah, you're right. You end up finding skill sets that you don't know. And 
you used to do art right in a different level just like i used to do art in a different level and this kind of gives you a, a, a way to be creative um and still do something that that represents whatever team you, you end up being with right so i think that's pretty cool and what you've been able to learn and shout out to uh grizzly because i mean again he's a person who ends up you know a lot of folks know as well and uh, you guys are always i think rookies that a lot of people end up mentioning uh when it comes down to the draft now uh how what uh what has been your experience so far in the sflm oh it's been fantastic i mean nothing beats hearing your name calls when you know the game's going on but all the shout outs the support from your teammates shout outs from players you i mean you don't know anybody on here unless you're me you and bernard who actually know each other Mm-hmm. Having somebody that lives across the country calling my name out, you know, DMing me, saying good luck and things like that, it's fantastic. It, it's it's support from people who have no reason to support you other than this league. And the fact yeah. that they're putting in time to support you, it's a great yeah. feeling. I think it's awesome how you can connect with people. Like, you know, <clears throat> I always mention how me and Jacob, we talk every day yet. I don't know Jacob, right? Jacob lives on the other side of the country and we live over here on the East Coast and yeah, every day I'm connecting with him and every day we're trying to figure out exactly how our off season may potentially go. And uh I think that's what keeps you in the league, right? That's what keeps you involved and in saying, Hey, I'm gonna stick around because it's people just like yourself who enjoy the same things you do and they support you as their person because they might like how your player players plays or they like how you carry yourself in gen chat or whatever the case may be i think it's awesome so what do you uh what do you enjoy most about the sflm i mean obviously the games are the most enjoyable part but outside of that you know locker room is fun talking you know a little bit of trash in the general even though it's all love just keeps it all the more interesting yeah i mean it's it's how you become so invested right like you're invested in in annapolis now right and whatever team ends up drafting you you know if you know that is the case right like if they draft you that now you have a new team to be invested in and seeing what's going to happen and the rivalry ends up being different you know what i'm saying like you have rivalry in 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 the minors but then you have different level type just like you do like college to NFL, right? So you start getting yourself into those type of rivalries. And then it becomes even more where you like, hey, at the end of the day, this is a lot more fun than what I watch on Sunday. And also, too, I'm investing in the people that play at the same time, too. So um, getting to the person, Josh Gill, and I, and I kind of, like I always tell people, I always give folks a platform to, you know, share who they are and then give an opportunity for you to kind of share um, what do you bring to an organization um, if an organization were to draft you? I, I mean, I don't think there's been a day since I joined with the minors that I haven't said at least a few words in the chat. I'm always in my locker room, uh, always trying to improve what I can do for the league, not just my team. But I try to be a positive presence for everybody on the field, regardless of whether it's my team, somebody else's team. I have respect for all players. So I, I always try to give shout outs where they are deserved. Yeah, and that, and that, that's what we were talking about a little bit earlier, right? I know you jumped on 
And you heard me and Bernard talking about, you know, you understanding that you are your own agent, right? So you going out there because it's not like Madden, right? You're not you're not gonna see, hey, my your player's number one in the SFLM right now and then you know, so I know guaranteed I'm going in the first round. No. If you don't talk to people, you don't share who you are in you know, in gen chat and you don't reach out to owners and you don't start building that relationship, you could potentially be one of those people who are last day picks because they start realizing like why am I not getting picked and other players who did get picked end up telling, you know, other people like, Hey, do this, do that, hey, I did this to this, you know, with this team and look where I'm at now and try this try that right I'm trying to give everybody that opportunity to know it now right get to owners get to people talk in gen chat you don't have to be the oh man every idea or every thought I ever had in my mind needs to be put on gen chat no but if you engage on certain things here and there or just say what's up you know good morning or good evening or whatever it is right you do those little things and really try to get yourself out there and do something outside of your comfort zone, such as, you know, joining a show to to be part of it or whatever the case may be, um, helps your stock. And that, that really helps you get into that first, second, third round, right? Um, and you don't have to scramble because you're over here already doing the steps that you need to do. And now you can watch the draft feeling a little bit more confident than... You sit there, not seeing your name called, and then you freaking out. I felt like that's what happened to a lot of rookies before. And they freaked out more than enjoying the process. When you could just enjoy the yeah, process. Yeah, that's, that's the hardest part. part. Yeah, once you once you know you did the work, then you get to actually just enjoy the draft and then enjoy where you get picked up at. So, mm. so Yeah, dealing with the frustration, yeah. you, you can't expect to be going in without giving any. You know, You have to give to take. So, yeah, exactly. That, that's something I like about the league because it kind of, you know, oh, I threw three dollars in a month. I should go just because my player's doing stuff. But you're not present in the locker room. You're not talking in the chat. Why? Why should any team pick you up? You know. And, and I know that's not everybody, right? So I'm not yeah. saying that's the requirement. It's nowhere near. Like you won't always find a Portland Fleet player writing in in general, right? It's just not what they do. Um, and then I'm okay with that. Like, you don't have to be mm-hmm. that person that's always in gen chat talking. Like, you could just be a regular person, right? And not be involved in it. It's okay. As long as you're, a, you're there on, on game days, you talk to your teammates, you support them. If something comes up in the locker room, you had discussions, you're, you know, you don't have to be here 24 7. Okay. You have a real life, you have families, you have all these other things. Live it, do it, right? But if you're that type of person, at the end of the day, it ends up being in the best interest. So uh, do you have any goals that you want to accomplish in the league? I'm sorry, I missed your question. Uh, do you have any goals that you want to accomplish in the league? Oh, I mean, I, I've been trying to get my hands on the game and an Xbox 360. I located the system, but not the game yet. So I can try to start scouting because I think that's probably the most interesting part on the back end um, outside of trying to create some graphics. Yeah, I I think um, that's a great step. You know, a lot of people say get an Xbox 360 versus a PS3 or PC or whatever. Um, Just because, again, with the 
uh, editor and everything else, it, it seems to be a lot smoother for everybody. So pro tip for those folks who are interested in doing what you're doing. Uh, but the game is kind of hard, and the people that do know about the game's success with the SFL typically end up trying to charge an arm and a leg. But I've heard some great stories about, like, randomly Amazon will have some and sells it for, like, close to retail or a little bit better better than retail. So just keep an eye on that. Um, <clears throat> what have you learned while being in the league? I mean, I've slowly started to learn how player progression is is very key when you're playing as a player but on the coaching side the game plans that they build can actually truly affect how everything plays out so I appreciate the coaches who watching game film and all that to try to figure out defensive schemes and what's going to work as far as offensive coming from a, a wide receiver standpoint it's not great to watch you know the run game dominate but if it gets you the W that's all that matters you know yeah, I, I think the time that people spend in this is, like, ridiculous when you really think of it. And I don't mean it in a bad way when I say ridiculous. I mean, like, it's crazy, right? It's crazy to know how much folks sim and try, you know, and, and try to create a game plan that is, you know, um, at the end of the day, trying to get them that win. And sometimes you'll see where it's a great execution, right? Like, y'all last game, and you can see where it's not executed, right? And then you start trying to figure out exactly what pieces are you missing or what aren't you doing, per se, to get to, you know, wherever you want to be at with your organization, right? So I think that those are some great things that you shared that what you learned. And then, you know, again, what um, I kind of talked about this a Milton, but what are some of the things that you've seen in, you know, either in Gen Chat or that you've heard so far from rookies? during this whole signing period so right now we're going through the signing period of re-signing to to your teams right and then in three days or two or three days you're basically going to run into the um the free agents who aren't part of a team right didn't do that signing period they didn't want to sign with their original teams or whatever case may be and now these teams have all teams have access to these free agents right how have you seen maybe some free agents already look at that situation, right? Because some signings have came out, not all, right? Um, but have you had have you seen rookies kind of talking around the cooler, like, oh, you know, what this is where we might potentially go, or blah blah blah, or this just happened, or what is this like? How is the atmosphere right now, knowing that we're getting into these times of signing, uh, you know, re-signing signings, and then then finally the draft. I mean, very different from college football to the NFL, where you see articles and interviews where people are committing. It's more hushed that I've seen in the general chat where rookies aren't really talking about who they're filling out their surveys for, who they're talking to as far as teams and things like that. So it keeps it a little bit more interesting because you don't really know what everybody's game plan is as a rookie. Yeah, and and that's the thing, right? Like, I think if you know, and excuse me for coughing, right? But if you know who um, who may be doing what, I know that's the case. But like I was sharing with with Bernard earlier, I, I I hate you know not hate, but I hate to see a rookie um, get down on their luck because what they they didn't do enough to get drafted, right? And they're sitting here 
and they're like, man, I was the best at this, and I didn't even get picked up, right? Ends up, as much as that sucks, right, that's why I kind of give that advice early to say, hey, go out there and, and, and do it yourself, right? Talk to people, <clears throat> learn a new skill like you've been doing, right? But it really does help to get you on the people's boards and then helping them understand how they can potentially bring you into their organization. And if, like I tell people, if you're open to, you know, a different position, cool, do it. If you really enjoy what the team is telling you, but if you're not, and you're really like, Hey, I want to be this and that. I'm pretty sure if you hold out, something will happen. I'm pretty sure nobody expected two new expansion teams to be added. So that gives, you know, three potential in this example, three potential wide receiver positions if they decide to do three wide receivers or whatever it is, right? Um, but, you know, imagine that wasn't the case. What would still be open? And then what would you want to do are two important things that I think need to happen. But just advice for some rookies, you know, to know what to expect and what to do. Now, finally, uh, we're getting to your last thoughts. So I'm going to roll out the red carpet. Uh, you can plug in your... Uh, Discord name, you can plug in how people can get in contact with you or the best way to get in contact with you. Uh, you know, if I missed anything, you know, share it now because I want teams, if they do, if they are interested on getting Josh Gill on their team, then this is your opportunity to share whatever I might have missed. So the floor is yours. Oh, well, I guess uh, for starters, shout out to uh, O'Shaughnessy, Clawson. You know, all my teammates, I appreciate you guys. I hope everything works out for everybody. Um, as far as what I will bring, uh, always be a voice in the group chat, locker room or general, and do my best to uh, help the team out. Hopefully I'll start scouting soon and be able to make some graphics for everybody because I can tell you that that's one of the hypest things. To, you know, somebody creates something that says SFLM Weekly, and it's you on the cover. But yeah, I, I think the creative things. Dedica- dedication is is the best thing I can bring. So. Yeah, I think um, I think that's true. I think you 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 are a person who I've known. You and Bernard are people who really do ride until the the wheels fall off, right? Um, but y'all always are successful in what y'all do because you are very determined to be good at whatever you are you know assigned to in a sense right so for any teams that are listening i can definitely vouch for that um and then again you do know how to be a leader and you understand what it takes to get into a leadership role so i know definitely that'll be something that you could potentially bring to the table right um again allowing whatever happens in the locker room right um just because each locker room is different you never know what you get involved in and some there's maybe already established leaders and you know showing respect to those established leaders you know some folks really uh really uphold that so uh and then what did, what was your uh, discord name did you share that uh my discord name uh juice 1984 juice 1984 all right so <clears throat> again if you guys want to reach out to josh gill you guys know uh where to reach him at on discord um but josh thank you again i appreciate it i know you probably sped through mclean but since you're the mayor of it anyways you probably got a police escort and got home safe and sound so i appreciate it bro you have a good night all right appreciate it thank you
So again, guys, thank you again. <clears throat> thank you to uh, both Bernard Smith uh, and Josh Gill for joining us in the show this evening. Um, next week's schedule, like I said, I will not have a show next week um, simply because it's Black Friday. And these two men that are on the phone with me will be going through the toughest weekend with the most restrictive labor to help out people who want to shop during COVID. Um, Again, me saying this, if you don't really need it, order it online. We are doing everything online based. You get the deal starting Sunday, uh, the same, like 90% of the Black Friday ad. Um, So if you do to do that, please think about considering doing curbside or please think about considering doing um, ship to the house. If you are going to come out, please be on like one courteous to us. We've been working all 2020 with limited staff in the middle of COVID with the mask on for more than eight hours. So if you do come to a store, please show some respect. We are here to help you out, but we're not going to take disrespect. Um, and uh, we've been working mad hours to try to conv- to be convenient to you. Also be courteous to us, right? Because again, we aren't with our families and we are here to service you. So it doesn't mean that we are, you know, indented servants. We are here to just help you out, to give you the product you need and to get you out the way. So with that being said, that's the reason why we won't have a show. Um, But wish us three luck because, again, we're going to be going into this weekend with not the same staffing or same thing that we normally do every year. So, uh, yeah, I'll check back with you guys in December. if my dates are correct. Uh, and again, by that time, we should be seeing all the re-signees done. Then we'll see who is being signed. And then depending on how that looks, that'll give us some time to really evaluate. Look at how it's gone so far. Then look into the next step, which we know is the draft. So again, thank you so very much uh, to everybody who joined tonight. Thank you for all my listeners. Again, if you want to connect with me, right? Any rookies, any uh, free agents, anybody. You want to reach out to me, you can hit me up on the Discord. Nelson Lozano, that's L-O-Z, as in Zulu, A-N-O. And then Capital, because I got to shout out my gang, Portland GM. All right, so if you do want to contact me, any rookies who want to talk, need some advice, not sure what to do, come talk to me, right? And if you want to join us with the show, Uh, also contact me so we can make this possible and have it happen but with that being said everybody thank you so very much you have a wonderful night thanks for being with your favorite gm nelson lozano have a great night and happy holidays waiting on a tax return hopefully it ends up in your hands Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. 
No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.